0: Welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patty Emminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. If you are new here, thank you for clicking. And if you're not new, thank you so much for coming back. It's a very big day for me as a young internet personality, because today I was inducted into famousbirthdays.com. I have wanted to be on Famous Birthdays literally since I was like 12, so the fact that I'm on famous birthdays is literally i'm not being dramatic it's like a dream come true they dm me and they were like your followers requested that we add you to famous birthdays so so thank you guys so much i'm under the category of famous patties so fucking funny i'm the 24th most famous patty in the world right after the Krabby patty no i'm just kidding but i'm the 24th most famous patty in the world and i'm coming for that top spot Those other patties are going to have to change their name. All right. Next time someone asks for my birthday, I'm going to say Google it, bitch. (laughs) Anyway, I'll shut up about it. Um... The lessons for today are insane, honestly. The tea today is gross. Or the tea today is hot, should I say, because Drake is getting sued by an Instagram model for pouring hot sauce into his condom. Yeah, you heard me right. We'll get into all that and all the vulgar but amazing details. Then we're gonna talk about the insane beef going on between Benny Blanco, Charlie Puth, and Billie Eilish. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's really, really intense, and there was some harsh words shared, but I don't know if it's real or not, so we're gonna talk all about that. Then lastly, we're gonna talk about Bob Saget's death and how he died and, and his final day, and how his death is kind of connected to Betty White's And it's really crazy and emotional So, yeah, buckle up It's an interesting episode of Pop Culture University But let's get into it Before we start, if you can just rate this podcast on Spotify Just give it a 5 star while you're listening really quickly It'd be so appreciated You can follow it too on Spotify And you can rate it on Apple Podcasts And leave a little review if you want That would all help me out so much And yeah, anyway, let's, let's get into it Welcome to Pop Culture University Take your seats Credit to get me They got rich, they upset offset brain on, uh. uh. yeah. on, on offset. your you upset. upset. credit the offset brain on offset. bitch wanna party with a savage? Twenty one. Staying around like savage in an Aston. Yeah. High end cars and fashion. Twenty one. I don't eat pussy, I'm fast. Oh God. I'm a blood, my brother crippin'. bitch I'm drippin'. Ho you trippin? Told the waitress I ain't tipping. I like hot sauce on my chick. Oh God. I, I pull the rubber off and I put hot sauce on her titty. 20 one. I'm in a Bentley truck, she keep on sucking like it's ten. Drake pulled that rubber off, but did not put hot sauce on her titties. He put hot sauce in a condom. News broke today that an Instagram model is wanting to sue Drake over putting hot sauce into his condom. Let me explain. So an unnamed Instagram model reached out to several several credible media sites to expose Drake for an encounter they had. According to her account, they recently met on Instagram and they were talking, chatting it up, and they decided to hang out. When they hung out, they went to a party and then went back to Drake's hotel where they hooked up drake is known to do that um a lot of girls have come out and said that they've hooked up with drake after not knowing him for very long and that's completely fine as long as you're doing it safely and there's no you know foul play suspicious play involved but for some reason when she was giving this account to this website she went into such great detail where i just have to read it because it's too amazing not to Get ready to hear a literal Drake fanfiction. So she said, after the party, they went back to his hotel. They smoked weed for a bit, and he asked if she wanted to have sex. She said that Drake was very content on things being consensual. We love that, consensual king. And then she continued, she said, they started with a bit of foreplay. He rubbed and sucked her titties for a bit, then went to the bathroom and came out with a condom on. She then talked about Drake's penis and what it looked like, but we're not going to talk about that because we're not that kind of podcast. Just kidding. We are that kind of podcast. She said his dick was seven inches thick and cut. It sounds like my Grindr profile. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Drake was also wearing his own condom, which is smart. He brought his own condom from his bathroom when they were going to begin having sex. So they did that. They started to have sex. And then afterwards, after the consensual intercourse, um, he threw it away when he went to the bathroom. And then she went to the bathroom after he was done. And while he was getting dressed, she was in there alone and pulled out the condom from the trash, untied it, and put the opening end into her vagina. She tried to baby trap Drake. She tried to pull a black china and get his seed into her so she would have Drake's baby and baby trap him. But certified lover boy Drake was one step ahead because when he went to the bathroom alone he poured hot sauce into the condom to kill the sperm so she would not have a chance to do that so he poured two kinds of hot sauce into that condom if you know what i'm saying anyway when the scorching hot sauce hit her you know the outside of her vagina she apparently started screaming and drake ran to the bathroom and admitted that he did pour a pocket of hot sauce into the condom. That explained why she was screaming. And not only was she screaming, she said it felt like she was pouring hot lava into her vagina, which is exactly what she gets. This is what happens when you try to baby trap someone. You end up with a burnt vagina. So have fun with your scorched vag. This takes the phrase, my pussy is on fire, to a whole other level. And now, after this whole encounter, which must have been so fucking awkward in the bathroom, knowing what each other did at that moment, I can only imagine... That's a great, most awkward thing that happened during sex story. She said she wants to sue him, but obviously that will not happen. That's not going to work in court. Is she fucking delusional? He did not inflict any harm onto her. He was just protecting himself. You know, he wasn't on the offense. He was on the defense anticipating what she might do. If, If anything, he should sue the sperm swiper. Bitch, swiper, no swiping. And he should sue her for trying to cash out for the next 18 years against his consent. If this isn't already a crime, it should be. It's going to be a crime in my court. I feel like the current social media climate would be like, yes, queen, baby, trap him. Get that coin. Because everyone wants a sugar daddy and everything or whatever. But when it actually comes down to it, that is not funny. Thank God Drake is smart. Like, imagine what the poor man must have been through in his past to have to now be so cautious that he has to pour hot sauce. And he has, like... Do you know those sauce drawers that you have in your kitchen? He has one of those sauce drawers full of Taco Bell sauce in his bathroom. Imagine how much he's have he's have to have been through to be that precautious. It'd be so scary to be famous and not know what people's intentions are. And if they're after something as fucked up as that. I mean, I guess I'm on famous birthdays now, so you know, I'll have to look out for that when this in this whole new fame that's sweeping me. I'm just fucking kidding. But anyway, Drake confirmed this all happened with the Instagram post. With the caption, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the rest of the 23 hours and 45 minutes. Kind of saying that this girl was just after 15 minutes of fame leaking this whole story and trying to get clout because, you know, she couldn't cash out by having his baby. So she wants to cash out some other way by taking him to court. This is not what being a feminist is. Okay. So what can we learn from this? Uh, We can learn bring your own condom. So it's soundproof and you don't end up having a baby with someone you absolutely don't want to. So you don't get baby trapped. And for all you internet feminists out there who think it's okay to baby trap someone, it is absolutely not. Practice safe sex, everyone, okay? And bring too sexy your own content. Yeah, yeah, I'm too sexy for the trap, too sexy cat, too sexy for yeah. yeah. No, cyberbullying is not okay i mean we've seen cyberbully with emily osmond right but for the past few months charlie Puth has been being cyberbullied by benny blanco on tiktok so let me explain benny blanco is a famous producer who's worked on hit songs for justin bieber ed sheeran Katy perry and more charlie Puth is also a big producer too and they even have a song together and they've worked together a lot in the past their song together was like a hit and they used to be friends or at least respect each other but not after Benny's new I hate Charlie Puth campaign on TikTok, where he stitches Charlie Puth's videos and verbally harasses him, assaults him, and just bullies him. Here, I will play a few. What if there was a song that started off like, boop, 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 Wait, Charlie, what if you deleted your TikTok, took all your songs off Spotify, and quit music? Base does sound like that. I never- this does sound like- Charlie, shut the fuck up! It goes... Down. No, it goes, Fuck you, poof. Suck my cock. Shut the fuck up, Charlie! What if there was a guitar that went, Bang! BAM What if there was a guitar? What if you just shut the fuck up and stop making music? Absolutely unhinged, right? And these all went super viral, over 10 million views on a lot of them. And, and people think this is real. People are like, what the fuck? Why is Benny Blanco and his Afro bullying Charlie Puth? There are no signs that they had a public falling out, but apparently they used to work together and are both producers, and maybe some beef happened in the producer world where we just didn't know And is behind the scenes. But someone close to them actually said, kind of hinting that it might be real, someone close to them kind of said that they were in the same the same studio building one day and benny blanco who is 33 years old by the way not a toddler walked past the room the studio booth that charlie Puth was in pooth booth was in and he made his hand into like a makeshift gun and pretended to like aggressively shoot him so i guess maybe there actually is beef there but at the same time these are just kind of such insane insults kind of the type of insults that you maybe say to your siblings or like super close friends to be playful. But if they're real, it just makes them seem really not sane. I can't imagine being that bothered by someone as plain as Charlie Puth, where you're going to start an online bullying campaign against him. Like is Charlie's retainer bothering him? Maybe Benny has a crush on him or something? Charlie Puth and his eyebrow slit finally built up enough courage to stand up to Benny and post this TikTok. Anyway, after a few months of being bullied mercilessly on tiktok um you know man these videos were really funny at first um i don't exactly know why you've been so mean to me these past couple of months but it does genuinely hurt my feelings i used to look up to you and um i don't know where all this is coming from this video makes me even further think it's real because it really seems like he was genuinely uncomfortable and if it was fake and for PR or something, it would make sense if one of them were putting out music right now, but neither of them are even dropping anything or have anything to promote. So why would they have a fake beef? So that also kind of makes me feel like it's real, but no one really knows. Fortunately, none of us are in Benny Blanco's head, so we don't know if it's serious or not. But everyone thought this absurdity was even more real when Billy Eilish, 19-year-old Billy Eilish, got involved in this grown-ass man feud. Well, it's not even a feud because it's one-sided. Benny is literally just arguing with his phone while Charlie doesn't respond. Billy got involved, who knows Charlie and her friends, and called out Benny on her TikTok account for being a hypocrite in this video. This video, because you're a fucking loser, pooth. Look at you. You sit in a room all day and make TikToks. What do you do all day, Benny? The same thing. Literally the same thing. Yeah, you know it's bad when Billy Eilish has to be the bully patrol. Billy, the bully patrol. And people in the comments are like praising Billy for stopping this feud. People are saying when Billy steps in, you know it's over. He's shitting bricks right now, wondering how to respond. She just ended him in 10 words or less. And Billy looked tired in that TikTok. Like she was all of us. We're all tired of his shit. She's over it. And I think Charlie is too because he just commented the words, thank you on her tiktok as if billy was the big football player who saved the little twink from getting bullied by the other football players like you mean to tell me that this is real and now guess what benny blanco has been quiet ever since like i was waiting for some ooh ha! ha, ha it was a prank guys post but that never happened benny blanco has been posting but not insulting charlie Puth anymore So I guess the beef really settled. And I guess Billie Eilish really ended him. Shout out to Billie the Bully Patrol. She shut his shit down. She said, you're done. But honestly, I wouldn't fuck with Billie Eilish either. Like the creepy shit she does in her music videos. I don't know what the fuck she's capable of deep in there. So shout out to Billie Eilish for ending the feud. We'll fucking see what this lunatic Benny Blanco does next. If he ever says anything. But until then, what can we learn from this? Cyberbullying is not okay And having a one-sided beef with someone is not a good look for you. It makes you look obsessed and crazy. And Charlie actually benefited from this because he got followers and views. So don't have a one-sided beef with someone, you weirdo. Bad news of the podcast, the very, very tragic news that you probably already heard that Full House star and comedic legend Bob Saget died at the age of 65 in his hotel room in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday. The cast from all the shows he's worked on before in the past, like Full House, Fuller House and How I Met Your Mother, all gave beautiful tributes to him. He was an extremely loved man. People really poured out their souls in these tributes. They were devastated, but they had nothing but amazing things to say about him like that's when you know that you were a good person and made such a positive impact on so many people's lives when people are just left in shock and are just devastated when you're gone um the news of his passing has affected so many people jimmy kimmel even gave a extremely emotional it is so sad to hear the pain and longing in his voice i'm gonna play a little clip if you read anything about bob online last night If you saw any of the many thoughts from people who knew him personally, a word that came up a lot was uh, the sweetest. And uh, Bob was the sweetest. He was the sweetest man. Um, And the reason people wrote that is because it's true. Never imagined that four and a half years later, we'd be talking about I'm sorry I taped this like 14 times and I, I I just... The last show of Bob Saget's life was so interesting. It was like it was his swan song. So first of all, he started off the show by receiving, by sending the last text he would ever send to his daughter right before he hopped on the stage. It said, thank you, I love you, showtime, exclamation point. And this show, this last show of his life, was one of his absolute best, maybe his best ever at this moment in his uh, career he was just getting back into stand up comedy and this is one of his first shows back on his tour that was sold out it was in front of a huge crowd and people in the crowd were saying that it was one of the most amazing comedy shows they ever seen in his life he had the crowd locked in and they were laughing the whole time and he absolutely brought the house down only was he really funny during the show but he was also really like reflective on his life coincidentally as if he like knew something was about to happen he was really reflective and especially when he called out on one man in the crowd and asked him who he was with and the older man said my three daughters and Bob was so flattered that a man and his three daughters would all come together and bond and spend time together to come and see him. And because that's what his family is like too. He uh, he had three daughters. And while he was conversating with this man about the love they have for their daughters, he started to get emotional on stage thinking about how much he loves his daughters and what they mean to him and his wife. People in the crowd were saying that he was talking about his daughters a lot and his wife a lot they said he was he was making some jokes about his wife but obviously all in good fun and love and and that they were just the best thing in his whole life and yeah throughout the show he was really like on top of his comedy game and just really reflective on his whole life it was like the finale and he didn't even know it it was literally his swan song and it was so it was such a perfect show that he actually went overtime he was only supposed to be there for a little bit over an hour and he ended up doing a two-hour set. He posted about how amazing the show was on Instagram when the show was over. He said, I'm back into comedy like I was when I was 26. I guess I'm finding my new voice and loving every moment of it. He said he was excited for the future and he had so many things to look forward to and he wanted to stop everywhere in the United States because he was so addicted to stand-up now and was just loving every minute of it. Um, I know kind of... Really heartbreaking to look back on now. Um then obviously the bad part, when he went to his hotel room in Jacksonville, he checked in at about two AM and in the morning when his wife couldn't get a hold of him, they went into his room and found him unresponsive with one hand across his neck and one hand laying on the bed lifelessly tucked in to his covers. Right now, officials are suspecting a stroke or a heart attack killed him based on the external signs they saw, but they're not 100% sure he will get an autopsy and a toxicology report done, but those take a few weeks. A a toxicology report, I learned, takes four to six weeks, but hopefully we'll know by the autopsy report um, sooner rather than later. But a lot of people, just like Betty White's death, were trying to make it about COVID, so... Bob Saget actually had COVID a few weeks before his tour started and before this specific show happened, he was healed, fully healed for a few days. Um, The last man to speak to him was or have like a full-length conversation with him was the man who was opening up for him on tour. They said he had a full conversation with him and it was great and Bob was seeming energized and he was absolutely over COVID in perfect health. He was all healed. He was vaccinated, boosted, took all the precautions he should have. He was even wearing a mask until right before he got on the stage. He took any precaution he should and that is not why um let's get to how his death connects to betty white's death so when betty white died the week before him he was friends with betty white and he posted a really lengthy instagram post for her because they've shared a lot of experiences together being in the comedy world especially being such big two like comedic legends around the same time when full house and like golden girls were going on so they had a lot of experiences together and they so he posted like a lengthy post for her and in his lengthy post Ironically, the week before he died, he made a point to say that Betty White specifically comforted him about the idea of what happens to us after we die. He would say that Betty would always ease his mind about that because Betty said she was never afraid of death because she knew what happened is that we are reunited with our loved ones when we die. And he said, and if that's how you die, then he's completely fine with that theory and agrees with Betty, and it's going to defer to Betty on that one. Crazy that he talked about how she always made him feel better about that the week before he died. She said she always wanted to be reunited with her husband after she died, and he, his wife is still alive, um, and so are his kids and everything, but his parents are dead, and he obviously has a lot of loved ones, so hopefully that was something that was going through his mind, and hopefully he that's actually what happened to him after he died, and both him and Betty are having martinis up in heaven, and making each other laugh and talking shit about all of us who are left on earth. So (laughs) what can we learn from this? Um, Bob would always say, if you're making someone laugh, you're doing something amazing for them. So try your best to spread joy and laughter throughout the world. And he was also very well known by all his loved ones for always telling people exactly what they meant to him and how much he loved them at every chance he got. And that's why his death is so hard, but that's also why people are able to look at it now and just look back on him with so much love and joy and just remember him as one of the best people they've really ever met so don't be afraid to tell people right now exactly what they mean to you because we never know when it'll be our last chance all right well thank you for tuning in to pop culture university today um i hope you had a good time and like hanging out with me and hopefully learn something let's review what we learned today so from drake and the hot sauce situation we learned bring your own condoms and practice safe sex everyone you know don't let yourself get baby trapped from charlie and benny we learned don't have a one-sided beef with someone because it is a horrible look and it's really embarrassing and cyberbullying isn't okay uh and from Bob Saget, we learned to make someone laugh and spread joy and laughter throughout your day as many times as you can. It's the best medicine. And always tell people what they mean to you and that you love them. So, yeah, that's what we learned. Thank you for tuning in. If you can write this podcast on Spotify, give it a five-star. You're already here, so you may as well just do that. And maybe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star, write a review. You don't have to do all that, but... Thank you so much. Um, It would mean a lot. And have the best rest of your day. I love you all. And I will see you next time. And don't forget that I'm on Famous Birthdays. (laughs) Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.